Welcome to the Behind Their Business Podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community for business owners to connect in called the Confident CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business podcast, or if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Today, our guest is going to share about the importance of celebrating your wins to continue making progress in your life and business, because how many of us do not take the time to celebrate? I'm raising my hand right now. I do not do it enough, but this is always a really important reminder. So I'm glad that she's going to be here and talking to us about this. But in her business, our guest is a visibility strategist who helps female entrepreneurs become known as the expert in their niche by sharing their voice, story, and value, which I absolutely love. So she's going to share some of her own story in this episode here. So please welcome Abby Anderson. Did, wait, I said that wrong. Abby Anderson. Oh my gosh. We just talked about that. Abby. So close. <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. My eye said <laughs> I one thing give and my people brain a said few another tries. <laughs> No, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. So Let's just dive right in. Tell us what you were doing before you became a visibility strategist. So were you working in corporate? What were you doing in the online space? Take us on a journey to where you were before to where you're at now. Yeah, that's a great place to start. And thank you, Steph, for having me here. I am super excited to be having a chat with you. Um, So where I started was not quite corporate. I actually worked in a government agency. So, um, you know, similarly, when you leave a job that is, you know, quote unquote secure, right, you get a lot of feedback. And so um, I actually was in the process of leaving my nine to five job in the government agency um, in during the 2020, um, you know, that time. And it's not because of COVID. It was really um Gosh, if I can take you kind of further back, um, I I don't typically share this, but this is actually, it, it does come up for um, some people, you know, that moment that makes you really kind of take a look at your life. And so um, what happened in 2017 was I lost my sister um, to cancer and I really did not grieve for a long, long time until it took me really a couple of years. And so when I finally took the time to do that, I think the grieving process took me to a place where I'm now 
really taking a good look at my life. And I was actually, I remember sitting on the sofa. I was about to turn the same age as my sister who had passed. So she was actually 37 years old and she passed. Um, and so I was just turning that age and, you know, it was just that moment, right. That you took inventory of your life and, um, a hard look into kind of what am I doing? And so, um, because of that moment, I decided that I wanted to not have to choose the work life and the mom life and seeing my sister really having kind of been caught up in that, you know, societal, uh, pressure. And, and so I didn't want that for myself. And then I also have a daughter and I didn't want to lead her down that path as well. And feeling like you could only choose your career or motherhood. And so that really was kind of the, the first and big why for me to start, um, my business. And a lot like the ladies in the community here, um, I did start as a VA. And so, um, I, um, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, it's just surprised at how quickly you can kind of propel yourself if you have that big goal in mind. Right. And so my goal was like, I'm going to get out of this nine to five gate and, um, and I'm just going to go. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, I, you know, bought a course to learn how to become a VA, um, you know, made the investment paid it in installments, right? Whatever I could to get started. And then um, got, you know, plugged into the community and then found my first client. And um, my first client, I was actually a general VA since I had a lot of um, experience in managing projects, facilitating, you know, coordinating projects and organizing um, certain projects, you know, things like that. So I kind of brought those skill sets. And so um, that was kind of what gave me the confidence to start is like, okay, I do have certain experience that are transferable. And so that helped me found my first client and, you know, I did customer service. It was an e-commerce kind of business. Um, and so, and then I basically managed the social media and that was the, the, the new skill set that I had to learn. And so that was really cool. Um, you know, just kind of diving in and, learning these new skill sets, like, as I'm trying to create that runway to exit the nine to five. And yeah, so that's the origin of my story. And then just to, so I don't spend 20 minutes all of the podcast time <laughs> sharing my journey, I'll just go ahead and forward. And so since then, you know, a lot like you, Steph, um, you know, how you've mentioned about having multiple businesses all in the span of, you know, the few short years, I also gave myself time to try different things you know i would try social media i tried you know um facebook ads i tried building business all of those things in search of finding what it is that lights me up or where i can find it to be my zone of genius or you know where i want to um really make an impact and so that's what brought me into podcast managing and I actually um, specialize more in pitching um, versus the management part. And that's because I love connecting people. Um, and so that's where it really lights me up is um, usually when I walk into a room, I see the person who might be hiding in the corner 
And then I actually go to them and try to connect them and bring them out and connect with other people. And so I enjoy doing that. And I feel like that's what I get to do as a podcast visibility strategist. Very cool. Well, first of all, let me say, I did not know about your sister. So I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Also, you're older than 37 years old. You look incredible. I would never, I thought you were like 23. Thank you. (laughs) When I looked at you, to be totally honest. So, but in all, in all seriousness, I am sorry that happened to your sister, but it is, it is interesting when we go through really hard life experiences Mm -hmm. like that, it does have such an incredible impact on our life. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of put a positive spin on that in a way. And also not only for your life, but for your daughter's life too, to show her that there is more out there for her. She can do literally whatever she wants in her own life. So I think that's such a beautiful thing. Now, just to kind of like set like the a timeline, I like to do timelines. It's just how I think. How long have you been in business total and how long were you in your nine to five while it was a side hustle? I think people enjoy hearing that. Sure. Yeah. I love timelines as well. Um, and I see that on your website. I'm like, okay, what's Steph's timeline? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> so, it's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same here. <laughs> so while I was at my nine to five, I had also tried a couple other things before I even tried VA. So I've tried, um, you know, the Amazon FBA. Um, so that's like retail arbitrage, right? A lot of people have tried that. <laughs> Let's just say that, that was too. a big boom, right? Yep. And great experience. It taught me how to hustle, you know, taught me how to research and gather information and data, all that good stuff. And so I had started that while I was um, at my day job. And because it's a product-based business, while I enjoyed that, it was just a lot of like, I guess I couldn't get over the... Um, the, the having to do quick turnovers with the art, the retail arbitrage, right? It's like, you know, $2 profit here and dollar profit there. And so I was like, okay, I'm out, <laughs> not for me. And uh, just, you know, decided to try the VA thing, which was funny because when I started my um, Amazon FBA, I went towards also the white label where you, you know, create your own brand and you sell it on the Amazon platform, right? So I actually hired out for social media. And because I hired out, I was also able to learn for that business. And that's what was able to give me the skills for finding my first client. That's what I was able to basically show proof of, like, you know, leading a strategy for an actual product. Um, And so, yeah, that worked out really well. It's funny how, you know, you think this is what you're going to do, but it turns out to be kind of like an opening for the next, the next you know, the next business or the next step in your life. So how long before you went full-time in your business? What was so the- I went full-time um, in, let's see, mid-2020. So in July, I officially gave my last like two weeks notice in July. So I started all this back in like 2019. Okay, so you're doing it for like about 2018, a year. 2019, yeah. And then I really started my VA. Um, I started my VA actually in February of 2020. And so it only took, yeah, I, I have pretty low risk um, tolerance. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I was able to have proof of concept. I'm going to give it a go. And so, yeah. So after having my uh, first client, you know, that's when I really felt confident enough to let my full-time job go. 
And um, so it really, it was like a span of what, three months, four months. And then I gave my two weeks. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that you had that confidence. It took me three years to leave my full-time <laughs> job. So whenever I talk you know? to people who were like able to get in and out really quickly, I love that because I was just, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was a completely different person when I was in my nine to five job. And like this idea of building a business, at least for me, it was, I didn't know what I was doing, which is why I started eight businesses that first year. Cause I was like, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. And it gets really overwhelming for a lot of people. So I love that you were able to just kind of like zone in on what your goal is. You're like, I'm not going to get distracted. Like, this is my goal. I'm going to do it. And then you did it, which is awesome. And I love hearing that. So congratulations. You know, it sounds like super quick, but I don't know in my mind, it just seemed like, okay, you know, it, it was going to take forever. I actually, I think I had set those uh, dates, you know, like oftentimes, right. Um, <laughs> you're setting that, that dream exit date. And I think I moved it a couple of times. And I think what really helped me was I invested in a business coach and she coached me through life and business, all of the things. And I think having those foundational um, steps and someone to, to, to kind of guide me and coach me on the way that really propelled me and gave me that boost of confidence for sure. I completely agree. And I'm not just saying that because I am a business coach, but I have done some similar things in the past of all. And having somebody who has an outside perspective come in and say, like, this is what actually needs to happen. So you don't get caught up in your own head makes such a difference at every level of business. Like whether you're just starting out, whether you're at the growth phase, whether you're at the scaling phase, I think it's so important to always have a mentor. That's my personal belief though. Um, now let's talk about celebrating wins because I know, like I said, this is something that I personally don't do enough of. I try to, but then I just kind of get distracted by life. So how do you celebrate your wins? Do you have like a go-to thing that you do a go-to experience or do you kind of just like pick and choose what your cell, what your, um, like, not like gift to yourself, like what your celebration is based on what the win is. Does that make sense? Yes. So I also want to <laughs> kind of preface this with, I am definitely not um, consistent. And, and so I think before jumping on the show, I actually emailed you and your team and basically you know, kind of had to full disclosure. I'm not an expert at this. You know, it's not something that I, can even consistently do, but it is Wait, something that I feel that human? needs to be. You're yeah, a human exactly. Being and you're not consistent. Wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know, I just yeah, and and that's one of the reasons why I think we need to talk more about it because um, for the times that even just thinking back when I am in my coaching session or or you know listening to to um, strategies and everything the part about celebrating, I feel like it gets, you know, like 1% talked about and then everything else is, you know, like about goals and productivity and everything. So I love that we're taking the time now to remind, you know, about why and how it is important to celebrate yourself. And so, um, first of all, I'd like to kind of share that I feel like celebrating is similar to self-care, right? It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm going to do that. You know, like we put it on the planner or, you know, we set a reminder, but it doesn't happen oftentimes. 
And similarly to self-care, I also think it's not something that we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we don't get to do that thing, you know, like this isn't a to, something to add on on your to-do list, you know, um, this is really time for you to be intentional and to choose how big or how small that you want to celebrate your wins. And this is more of just, I think, a way to build that muscle to um, support yourself, you know, to add on, you know, when we say building a business, it's like building a house. These are the little pieces. You could say, you know, the tiny little pieces that are are added on to building a home. And if we don't add these tiny details, then it can maybe, if, you know, impact the entire building of the house or, you know, the house can collapse. But that's how I find it to be as important as building a business is doing these seemingly little things to celebrate your wins. It's just as impactful as, you know, meeting those milestones when you're getting your new client, when you're, um, you know, beating your revenue goal, you know, that overarching larger goals. And so the smaller wins, um, one of the communities that I first joined when I um, started my VA, that was the huge like proponent was, um, you know, celebrate your mini wins. And so I love that. I was like, that is awesome. It was a completely foreign um, mindset, right? We're not taught that when we work in corporate nine to five, we're taught to um, just Make sure you do well when that 30, 60, 90 day review comes and maybe you'll get a raise, you know? And so um, another thing that I wanted to share was I was actually listening to a podcast and um, what really stuck with me was um, the fact that, you know, when we start our business, we're choosing our hard, right? You're deciding to choose this hard for yourself. So why not decide to choose your wins you know, why not decide to choose that time for yourself to celebrate your wins? If you're going to choose your hard, choose your celebration. And so that's kind of how I see it as well is, you know, if I'm taking the, you could say the, the focus to um, work towards the milestones, what can actually help me get there is celebrating the little wins. And I'm talking about little wins, like, you know, on say, for the day, you know, I actually, gosh, right with productivity, there's so many uh, tips and hacks and everything. I've tried them all. <laughs> What's worked for me is focusing on three things. And so when I accomplish those three things in a day, that's huge. And I, I celebrate that. And so the way that I've been celebrating, um, it's actually pretty seasonal I don't hold myself to like I need to I, I, I must celebrate it this way I I'm very much of a seasonal kind of ebb and flow person and so maybe initially for me it was um you know going to a favorite tea shop um and celebrating with my daughter right because at the start she was really my big reason why so I brought her into my celebration and we love going to our local tea shop and getting our favorite drinks, you know, and that's how I would celebrate my wins or, um, and, you know, I did this either at the end of the week because that's like the perfect time, right? On Fridays, <laughs> um, kind of, you know, reviewing your schedule, going back and seeing all the things that you've accomplished. And it just, it was a really good kind of feel, feel good kind of way to 
celebrate. And so um, that's one of the things that I did. But now I find that my celebration is more taking time for myself. And I celebrate by, I actually have my journal or planner. And that's where I, I write down my um, celebration. So I'll celebrate, you know, things like this. I jumped on a call with Steph, got to meet a really awesome person. You know, I got to, um, I got to actually go out for a walk today. Uh, Self-care is another thing that I'm trying to work on. And that's more of just, you know, um, not in a way where it's like, oh, I'm going to go do my nails. I'm going to go do my hair. Those are great things. But really self-care is like taking time to do, um, to slow down, to rest. And so um, that's another great thing I think with celebrating too is if you totally want to, you can, you know, double it up, right? <laughs> you can go for a walk as a celebration and that's also self-care for you. But yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, no, that was great. Thank you for sharing all that. And it's funny that you mentioned Fridays because in my programs, we always celebrate on Friday. So every Friday I ask, what's everybody celebrating this week? Like big, small, it could be as little as like my son was sick and now he's not anymore. So my household has like return to normal, which is a celebration, right? Exactly. It doesn't even have to be business related, but I think the thing that's so hard for entrepreneurs, like the reason why it's so hard for us to celebrate is because a lot of us, we always are trying to reach that next goal. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're always trying to like, we, 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 we always want more, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I talked to my clients, we actually were just talking about this uh, recently on one of our calls, but it's like, it's so important to be comfortable with where you're at now. And like you said, like understand these small wins come in and those are okay to celebrate too. Like we don't only have to celebrate like the $50,000 cash months, right? Like there's other things that we can celebrate and be comfortable with celebrating too. And it, like you said, it's like a muscle that we have to build, right? So when we can start with these little small things, like going for a walk, hopping on a podcast interview, like things that you would never normally think are like quote unquote celebrations, you're building that muscle. So uh, by the time those really big celebrations come, like it's like a normal thing. You're just like celebrating everything, right? Right. I think is so much fun. Like it just makes life more fun too. Yeah. I love that you touched on like being present where you're at and, you know, being grateful for where you're at, right? Oftentimes, um, you know, gratitude is what kind of builds our optimism, our, you know, purpose in a way, right? When, when we feel like, um, when we're focusing on the things that do work rather than the things that don't, you know, that would actually be the secret sauce sometimes. And so it's not like those things into you, like universe, God source, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We can get a little woo if you want, but like those you'll start to notice like when you're positive, more positive things start to happen when you're grateful, more things to be grateful for happen. Like it's, yep. it's not as complicated as people make it out to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think of it that way, right. Like, oh, it's, that makes sense. But the application, that's definitely where it gets hard because like you said, we're so kind of into, you know, jumping onto the next goal. And because oftentimes, you know, some of us are solopreneurs or we have very small teams. And so we're still working in our business. And so we're not maybe outsourcing everything yet. And so um, that could be, you know, one of the challenges there. But, you know, if you are intentional 
And really, when you think about it, celebrating could be two minutes a day. And when you think of all the hours that you have, you know, two minutes a day to celebrate the things that you've that you've won or, you know, like you said, it could be life. It doesn't necessarily have to be business. And so for me, it could be sometimes literally stuff. I'm celebrating that my morning drop off for my daughter's school went well. <laughs> she yeah. woke up, got herself ready without me asking her 10 times, you know, that's a win. And so and this, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is going to be so silly, but outside of our neighborhood, we have a really busy street. So, and we always have to turn left to go somewhere. And, you know, like turning left is it can be a nightmare. Like you can be sitting there for hours. So whenever we have to turn left and you can just like turn left out of there right away, I celebrate. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest day ever because there have been times where I have literally sat there waiting to turn left for like 10 minutes, not even, not even joking because it's like one of the busiest streets in our area. It's a highway. So like little things like that, like being able to turn left right away without having to wait 10 minutes calls for a celebration, right? So it's like finding those little pockets in your day where you can celebrate. And then of course, that will naturally roll over into your business as well. Exactly. I love that you brought that because that really is, it's it's a frame of mind mm-hmm. when you're choosing to celebrate, you know, rather than sitting there getting frustrated, you know, maybe using some, some F-bombs and whatnot, right? You're Not using it. That has happened before <laughs> when I've been running late and I'm like, <laughs> like I need to go I know the red lights it never works for you it's always like it you know I, you, you hit red light upon red light when only when you're rushing not when right. you're just cruising along but yeah and that's why we just need exactly. to be calm we need to be in the moment and then it's going to work out for our, in our best interest so I love yeah. that yeah that kind of went down a path that I did not expect it to go but that's sorry fine. I do that to a lot of people <laughs> I do it too. Then that's to the sidebars. That's how this podcast works. <laughs> um, now I want to talk very quickly before we wrap up. Like, did you notice, like, either when you were first starting out, or even now, like, did you have expectations for yourself or for your business that you placed upon yourself? Yeah. Okay. I see you're shaking your head. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you share. Totally. Right. It's it's almost okay. You know, when you are working at your nine to five and now you're starting your business, it's a whole different world that you're opening yourself to. And so with that, it's also a lot of noise, a lot of expectations, right? So a lot of strategies and, you know, a lot of goals that you see people are are making. And of course, as a newbie, you know, you're kind of like a sponge, you're taking it all in. And so, yeah, definitely I've fallen into the trap of like, oh gosh, okay, 10K months, that is what I must hit, you know, because everyone's talking about hitting 10K months, right? And if you can hit that, then it will just, you know, open up the next level of whatever for your business. And so, yeah, definitely um, I've taken on these, um, you know, expectations that while I see them work for others, you know, I'm adopting them for myself rather than really taking inventory of, is this really what I want in my life right now? Is this what's going to um, align with the vision that I have in the next 20 years, you know? So yeah, most definitely. And, you know, we're, it's, it's a learning process. And so that that's, so I'm not totally beating myself up for it. It's more of just like, oh, I'm glad I went through that phase early on. Um, early on as in, you know, like several months into it, 
into the business, like let six months or less, you know, definitely started that. And then, and, and because it happened, I'm also able to kind of recognize when these um, emotions come up again, where I feel like I'm falling short or why isn't it happening, you know, quicker, <laughs> you know, right. It's always like, why isn't it happening now? And so, um, yeah, definitely it's, it's, it still comes up and I'm sure, you know, will come up again in the next phase in the business, but it's just one of those where once you recognize it, you're able to, um, to, to be more, I guess you could say you could allow more space for, for yourself then to ponder about it and to think about it versus just automatically accepting it. So less of that um, automation. Automation's great, but <laughs> sometimes okay. we need to take a pause. <laughs> you guys know I love automation. I have like a hundred automation set up at any time, but That's in my business, awesome. <laughs> not my life. <laughs> now, one thing that you very, very briefly touched on, <clears throat> excuse me, are the expectations that we place, like you kind of said it this way, like based on where you're at right now. So like where you're at now and where you want to go. So I think that's so important to talk about because like for me personally, the season of life that I'm in right now, I don't want to be working more than like 10 or 15 hours a week because my kids are little. I have literally a baby on the way right now. And my son is three years old. So like I want to soak up as much time as possible with them right now. Now say like 10 plus years from now when they're older, they're kind of like doing their own thing ish you know what I mean? Or when they're teenagers, maybe that's a season of my life where I want to work a whole lot more, you know, like maybe I want to start a, another business or like go into another event, like who knows, right? So I think it's really important to set expectations based on where you're at and make them realistic based on your life too. Because if you have like a bunch of kids running around, like that's like, you can only do so much, like let, let's be real, <laughs> right? You can't be superwoman at all times. Whereas if you're like somebody who's single, who doesn't have any commitments, your expectations, it can shift based on where you're at in your life at that point. So do you have any, do you have thoughts about that? I see you shaking your head. So do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, same with you. Um, I, you know, when, when I started my business, my daughter was in, I want to say, oh my gosh, 2020, right? So COVID happened. We were homeschooling all of a sudden, <laughs> you know? And it kind of worked and it kind of brought its own challenges. But, um, you know, similarly, um, during that phase, you know, for me, it was just like, okay, one client and I'm, I'm good, you know, I'm golden. And then after several months, it's, I made a goal for having maybe another client adding into, um, you know, to the books. And so, but right now I do have to say, um, I'm taking care of my elderly mom. And so my goal is you know, I, I do have to tweak it a little bit, you know, as much as I want to go full force, like, you know, hundred miles per hour, I have to slow myself down. And it's because like you said, you know, you want to be present for the people that you have in your life right now. And especially with kids, you know, they are at their age during this time only. And it's not something that I can revisit later and be like, oh, hey, why don't we, you know, why don't we go to the Disney store, you know, now that she's 15 or whatever and do all the things that kids would do, you know, it's like, let's, let's not finger paint, you know, so it's just um, being, um, like you said, you know, it allows us to be present with the people that we care for and it definitely changed. And that's what, that, that helps me to accept also knowing that it's, the season where I'm at and it's not like a permanent 
you know, I'm only going to be able to work this many hours or I'm only going to be able to have this many um, income goal or, or client, you know, in the books. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people talk about like having it all. And I honestly, I'm, I'm the outlier. I truly think that you can like, quote unquote, have it all, but it's going to look different in every season. Like right now I would consider myself as having it all. Like my husband's retired from his job, our family's home. Like we spend time with our kids. Like we are living the life that I wanted to live when I started this business. Right. So I would consider that as like having it all. Right. Whereas like people who are like, how do I even phrase this? Like if, they don't, they don't think it's possible to do everything in one, at one point in their life, but it really just comes down to, if you believe it's possible for you, how you set your business up to be like flexible. Cause right now you said you're caring for an elderly parent, right? So it's amazing that your business gives you the flexibility to do that, right? Like that's another thing to be grateful for, right? You, ha- you have that flexibility. And then maybe another one of your goals is like, I don't know, I don't know, whatever, whatever your personal goals are. I'm curious. Do you think that you can like, quote unquote, have it all in this season that you're in right now? I think I, well, I don't, honestly, I don't know if I can handle it at all. You know, it's, oh, it's that's, almost like that's it good. comes that's with, yeah. Okay. So it kind of comes with, again, going back to the expectation. Why do we feel the need to have it all? <laughs> you know, what does this all really mean for us, right? And so um, I have my priorities and I think those, if, you know, they are in alignment with where I'm at, then it feels good to me. And that's, you know, um, the relationship, the spiritual and the health. Those are the three main priorities, you know, and if it feels good and right, then I do feel like I have it all. But, um, you know, it's... I feel like it's, it's almost like a pie or a wheel and you gotta, you kind of have to shift <laughs> which one gets the, you know, gets the, the, the main. Um, so I don't know if that's a good metaphor, but um, yeah. So it's just, you know, it's like you have to shift for sure. And these are all of the components that maybe make up your life, but it really is, like you said, you're the driver of that, you know, and, and you can decide on what it is that you can prioritize. And so um, yeah, I guess yeah. I, I don't have like a, you know, like one way or the other kind of answer for that. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. I, I was just honestly curious to see what your opinion was. And I liked how you use the word prioritize because I think that's the perfect word to use. So that, that helps like put it into perspective for well, me and then other people who are listening as well. So thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm just always curious because that's such like a, a weird topic that people talk about. No, I love it. Yeah. That's one of my core values too. It's just following your curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, what led me to have to try so many different things, right? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> to, sure. To be curious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You were talking to a very curious person and I have a very curious three-year-old who wants to know why, what, all of the things. So <laughs> curious is like the number one thing happening in our lives right now, but um, also off topic. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for going down all of the different paths that we went down in this episode. And if somebody wants to connect with you, where is the best place for them to do that? I would say Facebook and Instagram. I'm sorry if you hear the the ring doorbell. <laughs> Wait, I don't hear it. So um, good. Okay, good. So uh, Facebook and Instagram, and um, it's I'll I'll share the link with you. It's just so much easier. Yeah, we'll <laughs> but put it's it in the usually show my name, Abby Anderson. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That sounds great. Thank you again for being here. This was great. Thank you, Steph.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at behindtheirbusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.